Welcome to the Basketball Improved Podcast, produced by June McLaren, and I'm your host, Dan Miller. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast, and please help us out by subscribing to our podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are watching, and please give us a follow on Twitter. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by our sponsors, both right here in beautiful San Marcos, Texas. Pie Society is an excellent stop in San Marcos for great New York-style pizzas made with the freshest ingredients, local beers on tap, and overall fun and cool vibe. And come into Zelix Ice House. Zelix has a great happy hour, drink specials, their outside patio, and a great time with friends. Tonight, we are excited to welcome for the 10th podcast, Coach Tim Miles, San Jose State Heads men's basketball coach, who won his 400th game this year. And Coach Miles has coached at all different levels and rebuilt many programs, including Mayville State and NCAA Division II SMSU, brought them to the Elite Eight at Division II, transitioned North Dakota State to Division I, and then turned around Colorado State, got them into the program, was hired at Nebraska the 2014 Big Ten Coach of the Year, got them into the NCAA tournament. Now he's in his second year, ready to build the San Jose Spartans. Coach Miles, thank you for coming on tonight, and welcome to Basketball and Brew. Hey, I got two things to tell you. One is I was the 2014 Big Ten Coach of the Year. I only had to beat out 11 other guys. <laughs> he's going to have to beat out 19 other guys if he yeah. wants to be Big Ten Coach of the Year. Shoot, Coach, you got USC, and I saw when you put that on Twitter. That was a great tweet. USC, and, and they thought Nebraska was a far drive. Come on. Yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's be crazy. Now, the other thing is you do a great job with that read. I had a podcast for when I was out of college basketball. And I was with the field of 68, really kind of invented that network for Jeff Goodman and Rob Dosser. Right. Without me, I think the thing tanks, but that's just me. <laughs> um, but they, they had their, one of their first sponsors. Uh, we had some betting stuff, and then we had Manscaped. Okay. So you read really <laughs> well. You should hear me right. try and read Manscaped. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they did finally, you know, they fired me, and I got back into coaching. And now they hired Pete Davidson, the Saturday Night Live guy dating the Kardashian girl. He's the <laughs> Manscaped guy now. So I That's... guess it's an upgrade. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm yeah. contesting it, but well done on your reads. I want to go uh, to both those places. So that's okay. Awesome. Hey, Coach, when you come through Texas to recruit, stop by both spots. They're really good. I got you, Coach. Basketball and brew, baby. <laughs> coach, that leads you to my, my first question. Uh, you're out of coaching and you're coming back in. I know you, you probably are looking at jobs that come open. Why San Jose State, Coach? Well, it started it. I, w- I wanted to be in the Mountain West Conference. Mm-hmm. I um, I love that league. You know, if you think about it, as a Division One coach, I've only been in two conferences. Uh, mm-hmm. I was a head Division One coach for now thirteen years, thirteen seasons. I was in the Mountain West the first time. I'm sorry, sixteen seasons. Mountain West the first time. When I was at North Dakota State, we were Division One independent. Right. So we played Texas Pan American, and and you know that was a, a game for us, a, a, yeah. a road trip. Way we down went, there. Played Utah Valley on Thursday and Pan American on Saturday afternoon. Uh, that was crazy travel back then. But, yep. but so I wanted to be in the Mountain West. And, and I kind of looked at San Jose State as some of these other jobs that I'd taken. Mayville had, had been 4-44 and 44 before we got there, and we won two leagues right away. Yep. Southwest State, where you had spent some time coaching yep. Uh, yep. with good friends of mine and former coaches and players, right. um, had only had one winning season in like 15 seasons uh right. and we got it flipped and got it going and then uh we took north dakota state from division two division one so i just kind of felt like okay this place has been neglected you know this is kind of a you know brent brennan the football coach who does a terrific job he go, 
I said, you know, how come I always take the hard job? They call me <laughs> Coach FEMA. I only take over disasters. Right. So, um, you know, how, and he goes, some guys, that's just who they are. That's their DNA, and they're attracted to that. And, and I suppose that makes some sense on some certain level. And I really felt like, hey, I can put my fingerprints all over this thing. And the, the president and the athletic director, uh, uh, the CFO were all on board. Uh, they wanted a veteran coach. They hadn't hired a veteran coach, a veteran head coach in a long time. And, and the other guys that were here, you know, tried their best and, and did what they could. But this is a tough league. Yep. And uh, we're trying to carve out our niche here in the middle of Silicon Valley, one of the most prosperous places in the world, uh, and trying to create a, a name for ourselves. And you got Golden you know, you would think Golden State would work for you, right? In right. terms of the popularity of the Warriors. Yep. And, and so we're hoping to, you know, maybe, you know, play a brand of basketball that's exciting, just like, uh, now I don't know if I have Steph Curry. So, yeah. you know, no we'll one does. Great, you know, we'll have to be Golden State light, but yeah. uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Right. Well, you have everything there, Coach, and I can't wait to see what you do with it here year two and just watch you rebuild it. Coach, when you're rebuilding a program, the, how do you – when you're recruiting players, obviously you want to bring the best players on. Do you rebuild by bringing the best players and then figure out a system that works with these best players, or do you have a great system and then go out for look for guys that are going to fit the Tim Miles system? Yeah, so – you know, my system is more philosophical in nature, I think, not mm -hmm. schematic. You know, okay. we don't run fast break basketball. We're a base man defense. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we, we start by, here's what I always say to my assistant coaches. Let's eliminate losing Yep. in everything that we do uh, with the daily fundamentals, Love with that. whatever. Let's just eliminate losing first. So, you know, you start as you're bringing in guys, it's like, okay, who can help us eliminate losing? Like, you know, so I took this, uh, Alvaro, Alvaro Cardenas, a little guard out of Spain, Granada, Spain. His dad was a coach for a long time, and he's a, a teacher to college now. And he, like, I talked to him and fell in love with him. He knew the game. He, you know, like, we'll be in practice, and he'll say, hey, you line up there, there, because he knows this guy's only going to dribble to his right hand. And so if right. we get him all over there, it's not going to work. <laughs> and, and, you know, he's so that eliminates losing, right? Right. That right. basketball intellect, basketball IQ. So things like that is, would be a, a tangible example of what we need. So that's what we first start with. So we first start with the characteristics and the people we want to coach and build with that will work hard, do hard things, uh, and, and, and know the game and love to compete. And they might right. be an underdog here and there, right? Right. And, and I think special things can happen. And, you know, uh, uh, I, I just feel strongly at San Jose State uh, last year, you know, we, we – we were going okay. Then we had a rash of injuries and then COVID hit and yep. we just never really responded. Then at the end of the year, when we got at least our center back, we played better basketball. And, right. um, and so I, I'm, I'm confident and excited about our future this particular season, especially. And I think it should be a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's always, uh, you need to stay patient building. You know, I didn't take right. any of these jobs for my career record. You mentioned I'd won 400 games. Thank God I just haven't lost 400 yet. But I've <laughs> lost a hell of a lot more than Mike Krzyzewski. So, so you know, I mean, when you go and take these jobs, you know that that uh, there's going to be some hard times. And and I'm willing to endure that for the greater good and, and to build a winner for this university and this community and, 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 and these young guys. Right. So they can build something and, and have that for the rest of their lives. And every one of those kids that I had at Mayville, Southwest State, yep. NDSU, Division Two and Division One, 
Colorado State, Nebraska, they all have those experiences of yep. different times of, of, of lifetime successes that they can, you know, lay their head on their pillow and know that hard work paid off. Right, right. Coach, I love that. The, the, the FEMA coach, first of all, that, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, Coach, at Colorado State, you got better every single year. And, you know, when you left, you guys were in the NCAA tournament before you left uh, to go to take Nebraska. What is the step that you have to do in a very good league? Because, man, your league is good, Coach. When I was watching Synergy, I'm like, you got a lot of good teams there. What is the step you guys need to do here in year two that you're looking to make? Well, if you want to get better every year, just be terrible your first year. <laughs> <You know? laughs> All right. So, Smart. okay, we start by eliminating losing. Okay, let's just right. talk about that, right? Yep. So, so maybe now we get some more credibility. We get some quality wins. We get a little better. Now we're able to get a, a little higher level recruit a guy that sees that we're making progress. He sees his opportunity there. Now he gets a chance to, to uh, help out. You get a little better and a little better. This right. league, uh, you know, when I grew up in the Midwest, uh, I forget who it was that told me, I think it was Kyle Green, uh, whose son mm. AJ Green just signed an NBA contract. But Kyle yeah. said, you know, the league reminds me of the Mount West, only there's five or six NBA kids in the league. You know, and it is. It's a yeah. well-coached league. Yep. You know, so I call it Big Ten light. You know, you've got Steve Fisher, Brian Dutcher, Dutch Dunford, yeah. Fisher at San Diego State. I'm up here at San Jose. Yep. Justin Hudson was a longtime assistant for for uh, 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 Steve Fisher yep. and Lon Kruger. Lon mm-hmm. Kruger was head coach at UNLV. Now Kevin's there. Lon was in the Big Ten at Illinois. Yep. Rick Richard Patino's down at uh, 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 New Mexico. New Mexico. Yep. Steve Alford's up at uh, yep. up Iowa. Yeah, uh, uh, Nevada. Yep. And, and Nico went to Minnesota. Yeah. He coached me at Colorado State. Jeez. There's a lot of guys yeah. that have, uh, a, you know, a lot of uh, uh, experience in that league. So you get a very physical league, super athletic, very right. sound defensively, hard to guard, you know, hard to, to go against teams that are really hard to score on. And uh, and so you need some playmakers. And, and it's been a, you know, I've been in this league six seasons now, five at CSU, one at San Jose. And five of those six years, we put more teams in the NCAA tournament than the Pac-12 or even the Pac-10 back then. Only wow. one year did the Pac put more teams in the NCAA tournament than our league did. So wow. where's our league? Like, yeah. we're, really, we're a mid-major? Come on. It's yeah. a really good league. Yeah, really good. Yeah, really good, Coach. And it'll be fun to, to watch you build that team up in that league, that conference tournament. I would love to get out there and go watch I that. I mean, if, if these man. guys are staying up late at night, man, don't be chasing girls and stuff like that. Sit and watch a basketball game. Right. San Jose, man, the Spartans. Yeah, we coach, we, and we have great basketball right here in Texas. So I'm sure you will, and you've had great success. Uh, you know, yeah. I know at Nebraska Pedigree, you know, got from Galveston Ball and had a great career, and you've had great players from Texas come Brian's out there. Still playing professionally, doing well. See, so good, coach. And I know you'll have some Texas guys on your roster. Um, and we have a lot of Texas guys listening. Coach, uh, speaking of San Jose doing cool things, what about that court, coach? You got to tell me about that court. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did that okay. idea originate and what's going on there? It looks cool. So not for me. I was totally against it, mm. but I didn't know anything about it. So, okay. so originally they all, they, my AD, he put this, this, he wanted to tie it into Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. And, and so he had all this craziness running, you know what I mean? Yep. And so you had all this kind of like, I don't know what it was, but you know, if people haven't seen it, I, uh, you know, we'll put something online about it. Yep. But uh, it, you know, it's blue and it's got what would be, I think, like, uh, you know, information flowing down the way. And, and I have to say, they look like sperm swimming to me. I'm just saying is what it looks like. Right? So that's yep. what I told the idea. I'm like, yep. what is this? What's going on? 
And um, and he never told me it glows in the dark. Yeah. So oh, when you turn the dark. lights off and you hit this yep. LED light, it glows in the dark. I never knew that until they announced it. So the trick was on me. And I think that's really a cool feature. And, you know, I always, we were a very good three-point shooting team this year. We made over 10 a game. And I wow. said, you know, so my joke was, well, when we shoot the lights out, you know, all <laughs> right, one of those right. deals. So right. what, what I thought was, you know, just to know, I like there's a parquet look and there was another traditional look I liked. And what I thought was uh, super good ideas, they kind of played the uh, Trump on me and, and, uh, and put me in the corner on that because uh, I, I like it. I think it's yeah. a cool idea and, and it's going to be a big hit at least in pregame, if the product isn't too bad on the floor after that, the pregame will certainly look cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks real cool. And the glow in the dark when you leave the building is just glowing. It's cool, Coach. And, you know, for recruiting, it'll be cool when you yeah. – I'm sure you already have the guys on recruiting trips and you show them that, walk in there with the lights out. Everybody likes it. Everybody yeah. likes it. So, yeah. so it's fun how it all worked out. But it's like, listen, I had a surprise party when I was 16 years old. I was youngest of five. I had three old, older sisters, right? So two of them got together and threw me a surprise birthday party when I was 16. And they did stuff like um, we had like a scavenger hunt. And, and on my sheet, it was like, find the Holy Grail, you know, which you search all day. Not, I mean, you search all your life. Then we did a thing where um, we blind, who can eat a banana the fastest? So you wear a blindfold. They cut up a banana, put it in a bowl. And they say, ready, set, go. And you start eating the banana. Everybody else takes their blindfold off. And they put, they put their banana in my never-ending now banana bowl. So I'm eating like three bananas now right. before I realize that the trick's on me. Uh, they did another one where you put a piece of gum in whipped cream and you have to put your face in there and grab the bubble gum. And then whoever blows the biggest bubble, well, mine didn't have any bubble gum. You know? So right. like, I don't like surprises because yeah. of my sisters. They're yeah, your sisters kids. messed that up. Yeah, they They're messed bad. that up. Yeah. They, it, I hope to goodness when St. Peter has them, they have to answer in a toll for this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, you don't like surprises. Your sister's trained you well for this coach <laughs> coach, bringing it to leadership. Yeah. Everyone that has worked for you. I know a lot of people who've worked for you on your staff and everyone just says great things about working for coach miles. And I know you personally, and you're just a fun guy to be around. You have a lot of charisma coach. What does leadership two questions here? What does leadership mean to you? in a basketball program and you as the leader of the program. And then second, how do, how does it permeate then through your players? What do you want out of your players from a leadership standpoint? Yeah, I think those things are, are one and the same. And I think the easiest way to say it is to uh, talk the talk and walk the walk. Mm. I mean, like, so everybody can give up and give a good speech. Yep. You just talked about charisma or whatever, right? There, mm -hmm. There's a lot of dynamic personalities in the world doing a lot of really good things and a lot of really bad things. Right? right. So, so, you know, one is having this idea of who we are and who we're going to be, and then also doing those things. Right. Right. So I, I think that's super, super important, whether you're a player and, and that mentorship is important. You know, I've, I've been fortunate. I've hired 19 guys since I went to division one, I hired 19 men to yep. coach for me. Seven have gone on to be division one head coaches. Seven wow. are high major assistants. Two are with me. Three other guys. One is Phil Beckner, who's an NBA trainer. Yep. Everybody knows and admires. He's great. One guy's great. He's a high school coach now doing really well. The mm -hmm. other guy sells pharmaceuticals and makes more money than all of us. So <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I hire a lot of smart guys. Yeah. And so when you look at this in your lifetime, right, hiring the right people, the guys that want to lead. And I think that's one right. thing. I've always hired guys that aspire for a little more. I'm not afraid of a guy 
who's an assistant coach and wants to be a head coach. I, I'm not narrow enough or worrisome enough that this guy's after my job or something like that. I don't think that ever right. uh, you want ambitious, strong men uh, with Absolutely. you. And, and I tell our guys, you know, my four qualities I evaluate on and hire on, right, are, are simple. One, the first thing, and, and you know, and it, and it impacts winning, uh, is mentorship. Mm-hmm. You know, your ability to mentor young people and be that leader and, and, and do all those things, right? Uh, the second one is your ability to recruit, right? Yeah. Uh, Got to be able to have those connections and, and recruit. Third uh, and four are kind of I've separated for me. One now is skills training, your ability to go on the floor and make a player better and okay. find out what he needs to do. And I'm still old school. I still look at balance. I don't do a lot. Yeah. Of, I don't have a lot of great drills, but right. I can see like when a kid's, you know, body balance is off on his shot or, you know, he doesn't play off one foot. I, I can still see what it takes to be a successful player. And, and I work on those things for me. Sure. Right. Well, yep. I've got another uh, younger assistant that he's got every tri- Phil yeah. Beckner trick in the book, right? He, yep. <laughs> yep. Juggling tap <laughs> yeah. on their head, right? Right. That's yep. great, right? I'm if, the same if, way you are, Coach. Yep. If it yep. translates, right? Yep. So, so skills training is, is important. And then the fourth is your ability to scout an opponent and mm. coach at a system in practice. Yeah. You know? and, and, right. and my system in particular, right? Uh, right. Yeah. Right. So, yep. so you've got to be able to adapt and be able to do those things. And some buckets are going to be bigger than others. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and they're really important. But, uh, you know, when you look at those four buckets, so to speak, you, you know, you, that's your responsibility as assistant coach. That's your responsibility as a, as a person who's going to serve our student athletes and our young people and, and do that well and right. So, right. you know, I've, you know, I've, like I say, I've been around a long time, 20. I'm working on my 26th season as a head basketball coach at every level. Right. NEIA, Division Two, Division One Independent, yep. Division One Mid-Major, High Major, you know. And, and so, like, I, people ask me all the time, hey, can you look at my son? I know he doesn't. He said, listen, I'll look it through from whatever lens you want. I'll put a kid on any team that I've had and tell you where I think. And there's a lot of kids I'd be like, I think he'd right. be a solid player on my Mayville team. Yeah. Oh, coach, that's an age I was so disappointed. I'm like, that Mayville team won two league championships. Yep. That Mayville team the next year that I left won almost 30 games, man. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, they're really good. That's a great experience. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. And, you know, what's hard for high, if, if high school coaches in Texas or wherever are listening to us now, I, I, I really feel for the young high school students right now. You know, college has got the COVID year, right? Yes. Well, the COVID year is not one year. It's four years, right? Right. So yep. you get that one year, you know, so – so, you know, let's just say 85% of the kids or 75% of the kids do it, decide to stay. You know, now there, there's this glut, you know, and, and yep. now we're one year removed from it. So yep. now it's only three quarters. After next year, it'll be half. But those kids that were seniors last year, now rising seniors, rising juniors, yep. they've got to compete against that. Yep. And, and it's hard for junior college kids. Yep. And, and I feel for them. And I'm happy for the kids that, that got the extra year. But what I said is we had a phenomenal NCAA tournament, didn't we? Yep. Yep. Why don't phenomenal. we give them five years then? Yeah. Why not give them five years? Yeah. That would also help, you know, also help these high school kids. I sure. Think. Yeah. You know, um, they, they'd have like a chance. That. Like you could go to junior college and still have three years of college. Yep. And so, um, I, I mean, like, okay. I mean, let, let's face it. There are no rules anymore. We yeah. just referenced that when we're going to conference realignment and stuff like this and right. now name image likeness. I mean, yep. let's really think this through 
right. on what's going to be best for these young people coming up. Yep. Yep. Coach, I outside got the great ideas, Danny. Coach, I know you do, man. Outside the box thinking. That's why I had to get Coach Miles on. That's my guy right there. I love it. Coach, one other thing about your assistant. You're uh, Ben Johnson. When he played at Wisconsin Green Bay, I, I you know, I'm from up there. So yeah. him, him and Tony Bennett. Come on, that backcourt. And he could lock people up. So if uh, your best player, put your assistant coach, I'm sure he still has it, just tell him to go play defense again. No one could score against young He's Ben still Johnson. built like a brick. <laughs> I believe it. Man. I mean, he. Um, so Tony and Ben were together. I saw him like we were in Atlanta together. Mm -hmm. and, and I said, Tony, you know, Ben always complains. You never let him shoot. <laughs> Which is not true at all. Ben wouldn't complain about anything. Right. But Tony's like, oh, what? you know, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. He's a fan. I'm like, Tony, man, yeah. you're okay. You've won a national championship. Yeah. I'm just busting your chops here. Yeah. And Tony, I think, still is the all time three point percentage king in NCAA. He's either one or two, coach. He he was yeah, phenomenal. Like, I mean, phenomenal. And, and that's good, good stuff. Player. Good right player. After we were done, there was a kid I tried to recruit, Jeff Norgard from Dawson oh, Boyd. I know. Yeah, coach. Yeah. yeah. Who could throw a football like he like it was like a nerf ball. He could throw it like 80 yeah. yards. He could have done yeah. what he wanted. There's yeah. a kid up there too at the same time. Todd uh no what was he? Eisner? From? Todd Eisner? No, no, no. No, no, no that was before. Yeah, that was before. He played professional football for the Vikings oh. and the New Orleans Saints. Uh okay. he was from uh right outside of Marshall, Minnesota. Up okay. There. And, oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. His brothers went to South Dakota State and played there. Anyhow. Mm -hmm. So, like, this southwestern area of Minnesota had these studs that could play multiple sports and professional sports and basketball, football, everything like that. Right. And Todd Bauman, Todd Bauman, he went to, he ended yes. up at State and then ended yep. up in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shane Coach. Bauman, his brother, that went to State. Yep. Um, some great athletes, great players there. Coach, I, I want to go back to leadership and ask you a question quick. Uh, take us through a meeting. Uh, you know, some people don't like meetings. I understand that, but it is necessary a staff, you know, to meet and, and maybe it's whiteboarding your recruiting chart or your depth chart. Maybe it's talking about planning a practice. What is it like in a, in a coach miles meeting, uh, you know, just in the office and, and you're talking, how often do you meet? Cause a lot of people are just curious what, a, what it's life to, uh, to be a D one basketball assistant coach. And just, can you kind of walk us through a meeting with coach miles and how yeah. often you do meet? Yeah. Uh, good question. Not enough. Not enough. Um, we meet, um, we at least meet once a week. We even might Zoom meet just like in the evening sure. once a week too. Yep. Um, you know, that's so convenient. Now everybody can do it from their phone or their laptop. Yep. And, and you can, you know, uh, Zoom, by the way, is, uh, borders the campus of San Jose State, their world headquarters do. So, yep. Silicon Valley. <laughs> and, um, but, but, you know, w when we meet, you know, the first thing is, um, you know, like we, even like today we had a recruiting meeting last okay. maybe an hour okay yep. and the first thing we did is okay what's up with our guys let's just no matter what we talk about our guys yep and and what's out there who knows what uh and everybody's got to have a voice in meetings okay. now here's one thing i'll tell you though and whether you're an assistant coach or a head coach the same rule applies there can never be a fear of communication Love okay, that. so let me let me just yep. let me roll you through a, an example of fear okay. of communication. Jerry Sandusky doing what he was doing at Penn State. Nobody wanted to upset Joe Paterno. People were afraid to go to him. Suspected things. There was a fear of communication. They knew Paterno loved you know uh, the coaching staff the way it was, and they had a very high level thing going right. Mm -hmm. So somehow there was a failure of communication or a fear of communication. 
Like I can't tell my coach that, or he'll be mad at me or he'll, all right. So if you've created that environment as a head coach, you're wrong. Yep. Right. That, that cannot happen. Yep. Second of all, if you're not confident enough in your own skin as an assistant coach to go upset that head coach, you're wrong. Right. You've got to be stronger and you've got to be better. Okay. So, okay. Now the, the, the paternal thing is just an example that's always stuck with me since somebody said, you know, there's a fear of communication. Now, mm-hmm. if you watch the old movie with uh, Cool Hand Luke, where what we have here is a failure to communicate or whatever. <laughs> right. Is, right? right. right. That, that's the one I always laugh about. But, yep. but really, it's about the fear of communication that, that hurts you and that can mm-hmm. hurt a program, that can hurt a, a, a franchise, that can hurt a basketball team, whatever it might be. Right. And, and so, so that can, that has, everybody's got to have a voice and got to be willing to speak up. And we have to be able to disagree. Yep. reasonably okay yep. and and again if you're so insecure that you can't take disagreement it's hard for you to progress in this business we all have parents on our case we all have results on our case bosses on our case we all feel like you know we want to come through for the kids all, all of these things can be true at one time but but at the same time as a staff we have to work together and yep. be able to understand that even though we might disagree a little bit that we're about the same things and we do right. care about each other yep. and loyalty is earned. Loyalty is due. Like, so, so I owe you my loyalty. You're on this staff. Like I got to come through for you. Right. We we can't wait till you check enough boxes before. Okay. Now I'm going to be loyal to this guy. Yeah. Like it can't just fit a taste palette. It's got to be unconditional. Boom. And so, so with all of that being said, Dan, you know, with the leadership part, you know, like there is no one cool quote, there is no one cool thing, but we all know the right thing in our gut. And we all know when we're kind of doing the wrong thing or when we're not paying attention to the the diligence we need to. And we're all guilty of that at times. God, it's the best of summer. I just want to play golf, you know, but, but I I need to get back and knock this stuff out. Right. So, so we all know, right. But, but I mean, if we're, we're looking out for each other and we're not afraid to talk to each other, you know, then those meetings might go a little longer. They might go a little longer. You right. know, if you're given a, a meeting where nobody's talking and they're short, you've probably got a fear of communication going on. Yeah. You know? Right. And 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 I'm not an office guy. I'm not going to make my guys be in the office to be in the office. I like that. Right. right? Exactly. Like, yes. Nope. And I tell my guys, you work nope. when you got to work. And yep. if you've got your work done and go, you go on Good vacation coach. or go yep. do whatever, go do yep. it. Right. Yep. But you know what your work is. Like, I exactly. mean, yep. let's do it. Right. Yep. So, so, so I, I, I really feel strongly that if you don't give them that freedom and that responsibility, the anonymity of that, um, you're probably letting them down and not right. allowing them to prosper the way they can and your program to prosper. And that's right. not an excuse for not micromanaging. Um, right. I, I don't micromanage well. I don't. Some guys I have to micromanage though. And I have to fight myself like, listen, Miles, you got to get on that. Case. you got to mm-hmm. be on this guy's case or this isn't going to get done. And we talk about it with, you know, hey, Dan Miller, listen, dude. You're not getting your follow-throughs nowhere close to where it should be. Like you had five tasks last week. You got two done. You should be getting yep. 10 done in a week, you know? Right. And, right. and you know, and then we talk about, okay, what is your organizational system like? How are you getting stuff done? What are you using for an organizational plan? Well, you know, what's going on in your life, you know? Because right. most guys are diligent. They want to work hard. Yep. Some guys like, I'm freaking ADHD. I'm all over the place, you know? I, I've worked hard at my own my own version of what a, what, what a weekly planner daily right. plan looks like. And that works for me. Yep. So, you know, as we get into all that, all of that applies, 
all yep. of that applies. Yep. And, and I just feel like, you know, I'm going to hire the right guys yep. and I'm going to let them work and we're going to be great. I just know it. And, yep. and so as we meet, not enough, you know, certainly once a week, um, sometimes twice a week, um, oftentimes for practice briefly, you know, uh, we might have a big week where, you know, like, like, let's just say we're struggling as a team. Okay. Everybody's in watching tape. I don't always have everybody in watching tape, but, but, you know, um, well, I'll come in and watch tape and just talk. Right. And right. talk. And the other thing I have is I've always had a, one assistant coach in charge of what we call our performance team. And in Texas, I think this applies. Our okay. performance team is our trainer, right. And our, mm. our strength coach. Yep. Right. And then we have a nutrition person or whatever it might be too. And that person is in, in charge of at least twice a month touching base with those guys. I love that. Yep. And I remember after games, after wins at a certain school, um, we'd, uh, we'd uh, hide out some cold uh, beverages, yeah. right? And when everybody left, me and the equipment guy and the trainer would crack a cold one and we'd put <laughs> in coffee cups and we'd have iced coffee. And, but Love you know it. what, I, you know what, the, you know, we developed such a relationship that if there's a problem with the guy, yep. the equipment guy would say, Hey, you know, there's a problem with this guy. Like he's right. complaining about everything. You know, okay. What's up with that? Or the trainer would say, you know, this guy hasn't told you, but he's got like a, a his toe is bad, blah, blah. Or this guy's yep. fighting with his girlfriend, like a maniac. I, I heard him on, the, you know, whatever it might be. Right. And, right. and, and not only do you form a friendship with guys that are important to your program, but also like you're listening too, and it helps your program. And you're, and so I think that, that all of those things matter. All of those things, we have a Absolutely. liaison program uh, where like one assistant coach is in charge of, uh, let's say compliance and HR. Uh, one assistant coach is in charge of admissions and, and international students. So if you're a liaison for those people, your job is to do one great thing a semester, like take them gear. Okay. Take them out for lunch, yep. whatever. Get to know those people across campus. I can yep. imagine in high school that would, there's something yeah. to that. Definitely, right? definitely. So, you know, uh, not only in college basketball, but in every, you know, I think uh, realm of possible, you know, that's leadership to me is, is yep. being involved and being yep. present. And that doesn't mean you have to meet three times a week or five times a week. Nope. Um, we probably meet once to twice a week, max, yep. right? Yep. And that's a max. And yep. during the season, certainly we'll meet before practice briefly. But that's not a, like I'm not. Those guys aren't planning practice for me. Right. I'm not listening to them. Yeah. I already yeah. have all the good ideas. <laughs> coach, you're planning that practice. But no, coach, I absolutely love that. And old coaching office hours is, is just not a thing. You know, I think nowadays, I mean, some coaches might do that. But if you're setting your office, you need to be in the office 6am to 5pm. You know, you get your work done when you need to work. Some people work better in the evening. Some people, you well, know, especially with our ability to communicate. Mostly, yes, yes, right? coach. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't have cords. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, you know, that's what I grew up in, right? I'd walk yeah. around my office with an extra long cord, just yeah. marching around. Oh, as yeah. An assistant coach, I mean, for seven, eight, nine, ten years, right? Yeah. Uh, just right. marching around, marching around um, on that office phone over and over. Yep. And I remember when I saw Eric Ravino at Stanford, Rev's now with, um, he just left Georgia Tech and he went to Oregon State with Wayne Tinkle. And he had a Palm Pilot and it was like a brick. And, and it was, <laughs> you could email on it and send a text, SMS, text yep. message. 
And I just thought, so we got them at NDSU. Yeah. They yeah. thought we were the craziest people on earth. And yeah. I can like, you know how many emails I can do when I'm on the road? Holy yeah. God. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. So, I mean, things change. So your Think office is your phone. Right. Right. Coach, you're, you're dating yourself a little bit there, but that's part of it. Coach, you've been a 25-year head coach. You know what? It's a small world, Coach. My, my first text message I ever received when I got a phone was from one of your assistants, Todd Coring, I believe. Yeah. It was, Coach, I, I'm teaching history at Seven Lakes. So I get my first text message because I got a new phone, and he was asking me about a player. So there you go, That's all. TK was a worker, man. TK, man. I yeah. yeah, I loved him. Built I a good relationship with him. Good man. Yep, yep. good he was a grinder coach, a good, good oh, recruiter. Yeah, he was a great. He was yeah. good. He worked. Yep. He worked. Yep. Uh, I went on a recruiting trip. Well, anyway, coach, I got to move on to the next thing. Speaking of recruiting trips, coaches sometimes wonder what this three-week period is like, you know, uh, in July, the July period. Can you walk us through how do you organize with your staff? How many coaches in Division One can go out on your staff and watch, you know, guys? And then um, how do you decide who goes to Georgia? Who goes, you know, where? Can you just kind of walk us through these three weeks? Yeah, so so the head coach and all three assistants can be out. Mm -hmm. And we're out for, I think it's a five, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, and uh, so we do it both ways. But what I like is, you know, we have our prime guys, right? So yep. let's say that is 10 guys that we know can play in the Mountain West and that we got to have if we can get them. And we know that everybody feels the same way about those 10 guys. So our chances of getting one or two are that, I mean, that's your best chances to get one or two. Okay. So I'm chasing those 10. Yep. So that means that there's another 30 or 40 guys um, and that are secondary guys, mm -hmm. uh, honestly, that, um, you know, it may be, like, okay, uh, hey, Coach Ben Johnson, you haven't seen these six guys that are going to be at these two events. You need to go see them. So sure. we get more input. Because yep. who's next after we these on these top ten, they drop out. Bang, bang, bang. In, in one week, in August, we're down to five of those guys, right? Mm -hmm. And so we need to add to that list, get, get more, you know, replenish mm -hmm. our primary list. Mm -hmm. So it might just mean, you know, where we are, you know, in, in, in that whole thing there might be a connection where one, one, uh, one coach is very close to a particular number of players in the EYBL. Yep. So they're all at those events, right? Yep. So yep. he should go there because he's the guy, you know, with the connections, with the hook yep. and, and, and it's about the hook, right? You've yep. got to have a hook. You've got to have a relationship. Yep. So, so I'm there um, evaluating. Mm -hmm. And so it probably takes me, if I, if I look at four things, let's just say I look at four things I'm looking for. Okay. I'm looking for talent, skill, mm -hmm. basketball yep. IQ, and character. Okay. So basketball IQ and character are two different things, right? And basketball IQ is the hardest, you know, so I can see high talent and high skill usually in a short amount of time. Right. You know, I can see you know, the guy can move. Doesn't take long. Yeah, yep. he's quick, yep. you know, and God, he's got good skill. He, he shoots well, you know, blah, blah, blah. All right, so now. That doesn't mean he has basketball IQ and it doesn't mean he has good character. Right. And you still need all four of those, right? Or at least right. three or four, right? And, right? and then you're also evaluating those low talent kids or low skill kids. Let's say he's high talent, like moves well, but low skill. Okay. Does he have character to, to get better, to develop that, you know, skill? Sure. So, so, you know, for me to evaluate right now, I'm way more interested in finding out, okay, how can I evaluate basketball IQ? Is he thinking ahead of place? Is he ahead mm -hmm. of the game? 
Mm-hmm. Right? Does he anticipate plays? Is he giving direction? Is he verbal? Is his body language good? You know, all of those. Well, and body language kind of goes over to character. You know, right. how does he hold himself after disappointment? How does he compete? How does he interact with his teammates and his coach? You know what I mean? What's he acting yep. like? Yep. So, so you got to watch those guys a lot longer. Because yep. you can watch a kid in one weekend. He might be in a good place, a good space. That doesn't mean he's always going to be there. Yep. See him next weekend, and, and you might get a, a different character. Right. You know? so, so really, for me, as I'm going, you know, I've already decided. I think I know where they are. I, I think I know what I'm getting with, with, with skill and talent. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take me that long, okay? But now it's okay. If he's low skill, right, is he going to do the work? Has he got the character and the work ethic to do this? How is he, you know, where, where's his motor? Where's his passion? What's he about? You know, right. why is he low skill? Is it because he's a gamer and doesn't give a crap about the game? You know, might be, right. might right. be, right? Um, uh, maybe it's just he's new or he's, you know, never been required. Like some kids, I, you know, some kids don't shoot well because they live at the rim. Like, yeah. you can't stop them. And there's no yep. reason for them not to get to the rim because every time they want to play and compete, they know nobody can stop them getting to the rim, so they ne- never develop a good enough jump shot. That doesn't mean right. they don't want to, right? Right. So you don't know that all that much, but you got to figure it out, right? Yep. And yep. so basketball IQ and character is really what I'm kind of priming on now with these top ten because there might be a kid that, you know, is out there that's pretty high talent, little low skill, or, or high skill, but not a very good athlete. And I still might take him. And they're like, well, yep. he's not a Mount West dude. I'm like, well, he is for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, he gets inside me. Yeah. So, yep. uh, so because if I feel comfortable with his character and his basketball IQ, I, I can win with a guy. I can't win with all of those guys. Right. But I can have a few of those guys. Right. Yep. yep. And so, you know, like maybe he's got superior length, way, way more uh, wingspan or something like that, you know? Yep. Um, uh, so he's got some physical tools, but he's not a super duper athlete, right? Big deal. You can be a super duper athlete, and if you're low character, low basketball IQ, you can't play for me even if you've got good skill. Yep. You know? Nope. Now, usually that doesn't happen. If you've got high uh, skill, usually you have good basketball IQ, but you'd be surprised how many kids are trained but still don't know the game. Right. You still got to play the that. game. You can yep. train all you want, but you've got to play the game, right? Right. And you play to win the game. Right? <laughs> so all yep. of these things matter. And those are all important to me. And that's what I'm looking for to see if I can spot a thing with my own eyes. Right. Can, you know, right. because, you know, Dan, if I call you, you may, you may want to send me a guy, but you mm-hmm. may want to really send me a guy because you want to come through for that kid. Well, that's not necessarily good for me. Right. And it might not be a marriage at this point in time with your kid, yep. Mike. It could be at yep. a different time. Exactly. So, so, so if I just take your word for granted, that yep. doesn't, I need to see it with my own eyes and get yep. to know it with my own way. And so yep. that, that's really what we're doing. We're chasing all over the country. I'll be at two or three events. Um, we, you know, rarely are you just parked at one event with a certain yep. amount of kids, you know, so we might, we might have me at one event and then baton, hand the baton to the next guy. Yep. Right. And then he might take over for me. And right. so, you know, so we're there the whole thing, but you know, like I got a kid last week, uh, he plays for a North Cal team and he, he won four games when I was there. I'm like, dude, I've got to go to EYBL. I'm like, and then they lost the next two. So I talked to him today. I'm like, okay. He goes, I know when you get there, we're winning. I think we're winning right for the tournament. So right. we'll make that run. I'm like, yeah. that's why I like you. Yeah. Yeah. I like it coach. Uh, and then staying with that coach, you, you see somebody you like, 
And then how can you explain the offer process from San Jose State? Does Coach Miles yeah, so, get on the phone and, and give him a call or how does this work? Yeah. So I don't like to offer unless I want to take the commitment. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So okay. That, that, that's the thing is that, so we don't offer a ton of guys. Some people mm -hmm. will offer guys. Oh, yeah. You've got a chance to have a scholarship is really all they're saying. Yeah. You know, you don't have that scholarship. You have a chance nope. to have that scholarship. Chance. Which, which is better than people they're not talking to. Right. But what, what is that? Is that a committable? Like, I'm ready to commit, coach. You know, I'm ready to commit. Are, are, like, is that what we're talking about here? So, yeah. so I think that as we look at that, I think that, you know, you talk about the four buckets. That's the mentorship one, right? Sure. Is that, like, I, I want to be able – and listen, we've all been guilty of situations where circumstances change and, and now we can't come through for the kid the way we thought it might be able to do. And, and now we're unoffering, right? Okay. Like, we're out. Yeah. Uh, you know, something changes. Somebody commits yep. Yep. or, you know, like yep. what's funny about this is, you know, we offer kids and then I still don't have all my kids for next year's team on campus. Like one kid's finishing summer school and he might get an extra year back. He might have two years. Yep. So if that happens and he's more wingish than forwardish, and I've offered a wing, I might not need that wing now. You know, mm -hmm. all of a sudden yep. the NCAA gives me one more year. And this kid's more wing. I thought he's more, you know, I thought, well, he could maybe play both. No, he's only a wing. He can't rebound for crap. I need right. a rebounder. I need a foreman. So, you know, so sometimes that changes, right? That perspective changes. And there's not one. It's usually not, I don't like this kid. I don't like that coach. Screw him. It's never that. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. But, but you've got to be careful because college coaches, I think, as a whole, we can all be careful because you can misrepresent your intentions. Yep. And, and so, you know, you've just got to be careful. In fact, we just had that, you know, my call is today. I'm like, okay, I've not called this kid. I'm offering this kid, right? I've seen him play. I thought he was pretty good. And, and all those are like steadfast. Yes, coach. We've all seen him way more than you have. You liked him. We love him. Okay. All right. I can live with that. But if I'm, you know, if I've seen him and kind of like him and one other guy kind of likes him, that better not be an offer, right? We yeah. better not be calling that kid and offering him, right? Yep. And, yep. and so – you know, and I also said this, like everybody's offered now. Let's find out what happens after August 15th. Let's see who goes on campus afterwards on unofficials. Let's see who commits here early in August or whatever. Because some kids who think they're going to go uh, to name the school Duke, right? You know, like Duke might be done. And all of a sudden now old San Jose looks way better. And, yep. and so, you know, there's still a lot to be determined in this next two months, really. And I right. would just encourage – high school kids to pay attention to the head coach's involvement in the recruiting process. Mm, yes. Because I think that is the number one indicator of success in a recruiting relationship and a future playing relationship for that student athlete. Right. Coach, this is, this has been so great. And we, we have a few more questions and but next time I'm going to have to have you back on because I wanted to get into some X's and O's, but we're coming <laughs> part two, coach miles next year. But Coach, my next question, though, I, you always have such great ideas. You're a charismatic person. It's been so fun to watch your programs just rise, like Colorado State, year one, year two. By the time it's year five, you guys are competing for the national tournament. You're in there. And I know you'll do the same thing at San Jose State. Some of the ideas you have, like when you're at Nebraska, the no-sit Sunday in 2014 against my yeah, Badgers. Amazing. Against my Badgers. Amazing. Yeah, sorry about that. No, Coach. Um, but – 
what are some of the things, Coach, like at San Jose State? And I know that the Twitter Ted Lasso thing, Tim Lasso was awesome. And, <laughs> yeah. and just just ideas outside the box sometimes. Is that part of it, Coach? You know, bringing some excitement to get fans in the stand, to see that court, to see the product, to see it grow each year. Is that important to you, fans in the stand? Of course it is. But what are some of the things Coach Miles no. is going to bring? Well, yeah. in, it's interesting. Like one of the things – I'm going to just use one that you didn't use. It's, I think, fascinating. But I was the head coach at Colorado State. Mm-hmm. And I was um, I was at the uh, one of the bookstores on campus, and I was looking at a hat. I love to slam a hat, right? Yeah, and, right. Um, and there was this hat, and it had a, it was green, because uh, Colorado State is is green and Vegas gold, yep. right? And yep. uh, and it had an orange A. And my high school colors were orange and black. My college co- colors were orange and blue. So I've always loved orange. So I said, mm-hmm. "What's up with that orange A?" And he goes, "Well, you know, we used to be the Aggies, Colorado's." A&M, we were the Aggies in like 1947 or whatever, 19. And he yeah. goes, and our, our colors were pumpkin and alfalfa. The Aggies with pumpkin and alfalfa. Yeah. So I yeah. said, I love it. I'm buying this hat. <laughs> and I said, I went to my ED. I said, I want to start once a year, a throwback night where we wear orange mm. uniforms. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I went to a donor and I said, will you pay for the uniforms? And he said, if the women will do it, I'll do it for both men and women's basketball. The women did it. And it started out awful. And now, I don't know if you guys have seen them, but and CSU does a whole bunch of super cool different yeah. throwback uniform things. They do a cancer one that's really cool, a yep. statehood one that's really cool, and then they yep. do orange out once a year too. And the right. orange out is phenomenal. Everybody's in orange, and it looks so good. Right. And um, so, th- that's or it, so that's what I'm talking about, right? Yep. So yep. you're looking for connection. You're looking for orga- some organic thing. No Sunday was – Chris Harriman said, somebody hit me on Facebook and said, nobody better be sitting down on Sunday. I, and, 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 and he goes, it sounds like a no sit Sunday to me. And I said, no shit, Sherlock. Right. So, <laughs> right. And so, right. And so it went, that's how it went in and yeah. we started on social media. Right. Yep. And so, so what you said is exactly true. I would tell anybody to look at where they are and what captivates people and how you connect with your community or your university or your students. And we hustle to go to the frat houses and the mm-hmm. sororities. Well, we go to the sororities first, because if you get the girls, you're going to get the guys. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, we, we do all that. Right. And, um, uh, and, and, and I, so I, you know, I can't tell you like, there's no recipe, but the yeah. recipe is, is to hustle. Right. Yeah. To do yep. those things, to connect, yep. to find events, like yep. when we schedule, when I do schedule, right, yeah. I always look for one game where we get bought that's like a marquee game for our guys to go play. Sure. And we played in we played it, we played at Duke, at Kansas, at Poly Pavilion, UCLA. Yeah. We played in a lot of cool places, a lot of really high level teams. And usually it didn't go our way, but we did it, you know, yep. when I was at C mid major and lower. Sure. And um uh Williams Arena when I was in NDSU. Our kids were all Minnesota kids. They love that place, yep. right? And then we go on a trip. Like we yep. try and go on a foreign trip when we can, and mm-hmm. we're going to the Bahamas next year, and we okay. try and go somewhere cool, right? And yep. we already have great weather out here. I mean, it's yeah. palm trees, San and Jose. So we need some. We need some beach, man. We need yeah. some ocean, right? Yeah. So, so if you're doing that with your schedule, what are you yep. doing for your fans and connecting your team to your fans? So your floor that it glows in the dark, right? Yeah. There's one that wasn't my idea, but. I'm down with it. Right. Sure. And how can we utilize that? Um, we do youth programs, you know, small size, uh, smaller camps to, you know, engage the youth. Cause if you get yep. the kids, you get the parents, parents right? coming to the games. Know this, right? Yep. And if you get the kids, 
you get the grandparents. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and so all of those things matter, how you engage those people in your programs and yep. how you get those people involved, I think matters. And there's no like, Hey, we'll just run camps and we'll just do clinics and we'll just do this. Like, it's not, there's, you know, that works right. for like one guy, Don Meyer. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, legend. and it worked great for yeah. Don, but Look, he was only yeah. committed to that. You know, sure. that recruited that they sure. recruited from their camps. Right. Yep. And so they fundraised from all that stuff. Like sure. everything that they did was from that. Okay. Yep. But I just think it's more organic from that. And every community, San Marcos might be different than San Jose and, and Marshall, Minnesota is different from Fargo, North Dakota, which is different from Lincoln, Nebraska and Fort Collins, Colorado. The, right. you know, everybody's got their unique deal. And it's yep. your job as a coach to figure that out. Absolutely, Coach. And I know that energy at San Jose State is going to be rocking. Coach, Hawaiian night back at, at, at Southwest? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> where that got stolen from, right? No, where did it? So Aberdeen, Northern State had um, uh, I Hate Winter. Okay. So okay. it started with I Hate Winter. And they had it forever. So yeah. then Southwest, before, you know, every time Northern played at Southwest, they had Hawaiian night, which is what we called I Hate Northern night. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. Yeah. Coach, you know, I was looking at your your resume, man. You, you've had 25 years all in college. You know, you never coached high yeah, school. No. You went from a player at Mary right to taking over. Wait, uh, did you one, have one year in high no, school? No, I no? taught elementary school, you know. So fourth graders and college male athletes, I was yeah. prepared for this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Coach, always in college and so many stories, coach. I mean, I'd imagine, you know, from, from building up all these programs, NAIA and coaching in the big 10 and now San Jose state, give me something Dan, coach. Dan, yes. Here, so when I started out, I made, I made $3,000 as a graduate assistant at Northern state, right? Wow. Yes. So they make me the assistant basketball coach. Yep. Uh, they have a big write-up in the newspaper. Tim Miles, the new assistant coach, it took over for yep. a guy named Todd Jordry who helped me out. Bob okay. Olson was our head coach. Yeah, and good it coach. It was yep. twenty five hundred bucks. And <laughs> took a pay cut. Yeah, took a pay cut from GA to assistant. So then I was doing, I was supervising student teachers because it was the first Iraq War, and okay. so all the, we had a whole bunch of ROTC people or, oh, I'm sorry, a, uh, um, Air Force Reserve. There okay. were faculty members, so they didn't have enough people to cover student teachers. So I covered the student teachers, right, and evaluated them, did that whole thing. Yep. Then I worked at a sporting goods store, and I was printing T-shirts, you know, uh, on a hot press thing, carbon yeah. trophies. Yes, so I had grinding. Uh, P.E. gear and a jock to one of our number one recruits <laughs> at Aberdeen Central High, Jeff Oaks. I said, he goes, did you yeah, get him? I need a jock too, coach. Yeah, I said, is that a medium? <laughs> And he goes, no, it's large. And so I got him an extra large. And it was great. And so we got him. And, um, but, you know, yeah. So, I mean, I was a guy selling jocks, uh, printing T-shirts, uh, yeah. you know, whatever it took. I did that. And then it, uh, I did some fundraising for Northern. And when I took the Mayville job, I thought I, I taught 13 credits each year and still coach basketball. I taught everything, man. And, uh, and it was awesome. Uh, at, when I did my student teaching elementary NPE in 1988, 89, 1989, 1989, I taught pickleball. Oh, wow. And I played pickleball yeah. for the first time uh, two months ago. And I said, no, I know how to play. Yeah, I, yeah. I, did this in I didn't know it was going to pick up 30 years yeah. later. 
yeah, it's, it's making a big comeback. But coach, all those stories of you grinding through that, uh, you know, that's, that's what makes you who you are though, right? I mean, that's how you build these relationships because you've been through all that. It's not like you just get the Nebraska job and snap your no, fingers or no, something, no, no. you know? We, we, um, and we never did it for money. You know, we've been paid a yeah. lot of money to coach college yep. basketball and it's yep. super cool. It's allowed sure. kids to go to college for free and, sure. and we vacation and we've got, uh, we've saved money and live in cool places and, and sure. I'm grateful for all that, but that's never why we did it and it never occurred to us. That it's that not your why. Gonna work. Um, but um, uh, when you look at that, you know, I, I always wanted to be in control of my destiny destiny. Yeah. So people say, how can I get involved? You know, like, and, and, and uh, who was it told me, I forget who it was last week said, if you want to make money, get involved in whatever level you can at the highest level. If you want to be a hell of a coach, take the lowest level because you get to do more. And I, I started the low level, see, NAI sure. too, right? NAI. Yep. And yep. I got to do everything, you know, even the yep. crap work, you know? Yep. And, and, but that's how you learn. And, and it was really good. And, and I just, I love, and I, you know, it's funny, um, I'll, you'll sit around and some of the, like some, a new assistant will say, um, yep. a younger new assistant will say, coach, was Kawhi Leonard here? I said, I don't, why do you want me to relive that nightmare of having a coach against Kawhi right. Leonard, this guy, right. that guy, and that guy? Right. Like, oh my, I was just trying to put Jimmer for a debt. I was trying to put him out of my mm. memory, man. And, yeah. and I probably have a lot of stories I should share with him. I just got to get over the, that, yeah. that, that disappointment of getting your butt kicked by some of those guys. Uh, but, but, you know, it's super cool. It's a great profession. Yeah. And it really comes down to this. You know, it's fun to be a part of. Yep. But it's really fun when you know the kids are improving mm-hmm. and you know you got the team playing together to win. Yep. And, 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 it, and if those things happen, right, yep. uh, it's fun for everybody. Yep. Right? It's fun yep. for everybody. Even yep. the guys that aren't and, – and, you know, as a player, you know, everybody wants immediate gratification and satisfy, wants to be satisfied, right? It, you've got to understand you're not always going to be completely satisfied with your role and situation. I'm not right. completely satisfied with – the, the uh, budget meeting I had with my ID yesterday. Sure. <laughs> you know, I'm not, <laughs> right. I'm not happy about it at all. Yeah. But that doesn't stop me from doing my job the best I can and playing yes. the role I can. And, and, and so, I mean, like, you know, young players have to have a little patience with themselves. And sure. we can't be travelers. As soon as stuff goes wrong, hit the road and try to yep. get over there. Like, let's stick with it and get better at this, right? And so – you know, we all want that. And whether you're a high school coach, a junior college coach, a prep school coach, a, you know, whatever, right? Um, yep. we, I think we all want that. If I'm missing something, I hope somebody tells me. But, yep. um, uh, you know, uh, when you look at it, it's a, it's a, you know, coaching is a just, it beats working for a living, let's face it, right? Yeah. And you can still do your own podcast. Yeah, exactly, Coach. Coach, you are definitely somebody who knows your why, and that's why you've turned around all these programs, Coach, from Mayville to Southwest to Colorado State to Nebraska because you sure did win at Nebraska, and I can't wait to see you do that San Jose State. Coach, I know you're a busy man, a good friend. Coach, thank you so much for taking the time to come on tonight. This is awesome. But I want I want you on part two uh, next year, Coach. You're we'll do back it, man. On. Well, as you okay. know, I've got a lot of respect for you and everything you're doing, and, and we do love Texas. And uh, yes. we've been we've been trying to wriggle down there for a long time. I think yep. Todd and I were together at NDSU trying to do it. We did it at CSU yep. in Nebraska, and we're going to yeah. do it here. Uh, and it's a great state, and I love the way uh, uh, those guys compete, and they're well coached, and they play hard. Yeah, and absolutely. Get a really good player. So we appreciate you having me on to help raise our awareness of who we are too. So thank you very much. 
And uh, I, I tell you what, brews and beer, man, or uh, brews and uh, basketball. There's not yeah. two better things in life. Yeah, well, right. There's, there's a couple things that slide. There's in a there. couple, but they're in there. Yeah, they're right in there. Yes. Yep. Basketball and brew. They're up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Coach, you're awesome, man. Yep. Stay in touch. Thank you, coach. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Coach Miles just dropping so many great things tonight. I mean, just it's going to be so fun to watch San Jose State just get better every year. Get your popcorn and and watch them get better. They will be a winner and a contender in the Mountain West. Coach Miles did a great job talking hoops tonight. I want to thank my producer again, Jude McLaren, who makes all this possible behind the scenes and puts this podcast on. He's amazing. He's awesome. And we would also like to thank our sponsors one more time. We have Pie Society, Pizza, Beer, Spirits, a great time. We have Zellix Ice House. Excellent place to come with your friends when you're in San Marcos. Thank you again for watching Basketball and Brew, and we can't wait to talk hoops and see you next time.